Hi and welcome back to another episode of the Property Side Hustle Podcast. If you're looking to get educated, you're in the right place. If you're looking to get property education without the happy clapping property gurus who rip people off, you're definitely in the right place. Now, after last week's podcast, I did ask in our property deal sourcing community, which is our Facebook group, um, I asked for ideas uh, for topics on future episodes that we can do. And I've got a few ideas come back, which I'll probably get to over the coming weeks. But today's episode is one of those ideas, actually. So today I'm going to talk about beating the fear when talking to agents, vendors and investors. Now, I think a lot of newbies out there suffer from imposter syndrome and doubt themselves, which leads to procrastination and not really taking action when they should be doing so. You know, does that sound familiar to you? Are you th- are you that person who doesn't feel comfortable doing something, so they're they're kind of not doing anything? Um, you know, don't worry if you are, because you know if you sat there nodding your head and thinking, "Yeah, that sounds like me." Uh, today's podcast is aimed at you, and it will be uh, hopefully a big help as well. So I hope you go away after listening to today's podcast with a new viewpoint on it a new outlook, um, and some tools as well to help you tackle the issue. So one of the biggest fears in property or in people new to property is is being able to speak to, to agents, investors, or vendors. It's putting yourself out there, you know, knowing what to say, when to say it, having the confidence that, that what you're saying is the right thing to say. You know, it can be pretty damn scary. So I'm going to give you some top tips and advice to beat that fear. So before we begin, let's get one thing out of the way. Fear is a completely irrational feeling. And, I, and it's a feeling that you create for yourself. You create that feeling yourself based on your mindset, your own thoughts, uh, you, 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 your outlook at that p- particular moment. you know. And if you can control your thoughts, then those feelings won't be an issue. You won't, you won't feel that fear or it won't be as bad or it won't debilitate you to that kind of level where you're kind of avoiding taking action or avoiding the issue. So let's start with agents because we're going to go through all three, agents, investors, vendors we'll start with agents so imagine you're about to walk into an estate agency and hopefully lay down the foundations for a good working relationship now you might feel like there's lots at stake you know um you you might put a lot on it you might attach a lot of you know a a lot of feeling to that and think my god if i I mess this up then you know what am i gonna do um, you know, and that's really common and that kind of just adds to it. It's, you know, it's a horrible cycle that you kind of get yourself into, you know, uh, emotionally. You know, what if you say the wrong thing? What if they don't want to talk to you? Uh, what if you come across as an amateur is a common uh, thing that I hear from people. You know, all these thoughts are most likely down to one thing. You feel out of your depth and way outside of your usual comfort zone. And the reality is, the good news is, 
if you pick apart why you're there and how you can help them, guess what? All of a sudden, you'll have the confidence and a plan in your back pocket to smash that meeting. So let's break it down so you can see how simple it can become and get rid of that fear and just kind of put it to one side and not let us uh, not let us hamper us moving forward. So let's start with the first one. So what is your purpose? What do you stand to gain from from this meeting with the with the estate agent? That's a pretty simple question. Now the second one is what are their likely problems and their motivations? You know, where, where are their pain points and um, what would motivate them to work with you? And then the last one is how can you help solve those problems? So let's deal with the first one in a bit more detail. So the first one, what is your purpose? Now, obviously, you want to build a relationship with the agent so they can become a valuable part of your business, you know, a route to income for you. Now, you want to access their stock and in time, access, get access to maybe off-market properties before the agent advertises them on the, on the property portals like Rightmove. But what are the agent's likely problems? Well, no doubt they've got properties they would like to sell and move off their books. No doubt they've got landlord clients who are tired and, and looking to sell. And no doubt this agent would like a way of selling more property because that means they get the commission sooner rather than later. Um, you know, and, and what about their motivations as well? So most agents out there, I'm sure there are, there are some listening, and I speak as a former agent myself, most agents out there want more monthly revenue. They want more income. You know, they want bigger profit margins. So how can you help agents? Well, as a property sourcer, you work with investors who buy properties. So the obvious solution is this agent may have some stock on their books that will work for your investors as an investment. Now, a huge plus point is you can throw a lot of extra income to the agent by way of referring all your investor clients back to them if they need an agent to manage their property, you know, that they just bought from from you. You know, imagine a scenario where we've got Mr. and Mrs. Investor buy a property and they need a managing agent to help find some tenants, then manage that that, uh, property going forward. You know, that's regular monthly income. You know, it's ongoing for, for most likely many years to come. Let's say the average management fee is around 8% and they were generating maybe £80 a month in management income. So the agent's getting £80 a month for managing this property. And when you look at that income for the agent, let's say over the next five years, £80 a month over five years is almost £5,000. Just short of £5,000. No, that's just one property. So imagine if you did that a handful of times. That's a lot of revenue for that agent. You know, if you can be if you can be helping them sell stock on and <clears throat> you know move things off their books, and in return you're then giving them that kickback, and you're saying, well, okay, you know, all these investors that are buying these properties, I'm gonna then recommend you as the managing agent. Um, you know, and you've got that income over the long term. That's an incredibly powerful business relationship there. That for the agent, it means they're getting more income. 
what does the agent want? You know the agent wants more income. Nobody's going to turn away more money. Um, so, yeah, that, you know, that's a lot of revenue for that agent. So the next thing is do your homework first. So when you find yourself and you're planning to visit a few agents around town where you live, do your homework. Look at their stock that they've got for sale online. How many properties do they have for sale? How many have they got for let? Do they manage properties as well as selling? Are they a big player in the area on the grand scheme of things? Um, You know, my top tip is always, always make a beeline for the independent agents out there. You know, as they are, at the end of the day, they're much more likely to be open to working with you. You know, because walking into a major chain, shall we say, is a tough one. Um, Because you'll likely end up walking into a major chain, sitting there and speaking to a sales negotiator, for example, you know, over the head honcho, uh, the decision maker. And you're trying to sell them the dream to, you know, a sales negotiator. It's pretty pointless, in all honesty, because they come in, they do the nine to five and they go home. They're not really interested. So always target the smaller local agents over the big boys on the high street. You know, you need to speak to the decision makers. So smaller independent agents should be the first port of call. You know, and you can see already by asking yourself what your purpose is and realizing what their pain points are and then applying how you can fix them. You come up with a sort of um, a script or a narrative to kind of work with when you're, when you're face-to-face and you're sat there across the desk from them. Now, what you can't do, I will say, is just burst through the doors into an estate agent and start jabbering away about yourself. You know, you have to get them talking. Ask them how's business. Ask how the how how many sales they're doing at the minute. Um, you know, how much new stock have they got coming to market? How's the tenant demand in the area at the moment? And when you when you start talking about you know what you can do, you need to pitch yourself realistically. You know, many newbies go in there saying daft things. You know, daft things like. They can complete on properties quickly and they, they can offer on any problem property. It doesn't matter what it looks like. You know, I used to be an agent and let me tell you, this type of talk, it just, it can set the alarm bells ringing. And most agents will quickly switch off um, if they think you're from the, shall we say, we buy any house quickly brigade. You know, unless you can kind of back that up and, and prove that point, they're going to immediately see see you as somebody who will submit silly low offers on their properties, and you're going to waste their time time by going on you know countless viewings every week and never really taking, um, never really taking it anywhere. You know, remember you just you just need to be yourself in these situations. Keep it relaxed, and position yourself as somebody who could potentially, if the numbers are right, help them sell more properties to the investors that you work with. Now, they might ask you questions such as, how many investors do you have on your books? How long have you been doing this for? How many properties a month do your investors need? You know, what they may well ask you questions. Um, so, you know, you've got to have stock answers ready before you go out talking to agents and just kind of have have an idea of what you, what you might say and the questions that you might face. But there's just some ideas. You know, there really is no need to 
build it up and start worrying about every conceivable outcome. You know, it's you'll never do every, anything. You'll just tie yourself up in knots and, and procrastinate further. At the end of the day, the estate agent, the, be it the estate agent, the vendor, the investor, whoever it is you're talking to, they're just normal human beings doing a day's work. And you're just somebody else looking to hopefully help them out and generate some business for the both of you. You know, it's about it's about that reciprocal thing with the agents, isn't it? You know, I'm going to help you. And in turn, you know, I'm going to get my fee off my investor. You know, everybody wins. You know, and it's the same process no matter who you're talking to. Get them talking. Empathize with them. Listen to what they're saying carefully. And then see how you can help them out. In a short while, I'll be putting out some free property training um, on property sourcing, and I'll be sharing the entire property sourcing process in an online workshop. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, all you have to do is join our Facebook group. It's called the Property Deal Sourcing Community. I'll pop the link in the podcast description or you can just go and search for the group. It's the Property Deal Sourcing Community and that's on Facebook. Now the training is not available just yet. It's going to be a couple of weeks. But if you're in that prop if you're in that Facebook group, you will be sent a link to access the free training when it goes live. So yeah, if you want some free property training on property sourcing, get yourself on the Property Deal Sourcing Community Facebook group. Okay, so we've covered agents. Now we're going to move on to vendors or vendors. Uh, Vendors will be very chatty uh, about their situation or very cagey and unsure of you. So the best thing is just be you, be chatty. And a good tactic is, I find I've used this one in the past, is just imagine that you're chatting to a family friend um, or a friend of a friend and you're looking to help them out and find a solution. Now, with vendors, the purpose is often to find out why they're selling and what they want for the property. And what's the reason uh, they can't just sell it the traditional way via an agent and throw it on the market? You know, what's their pain point? We're getting back to that again. So what's the vendor's pain point? And typically, they'll be in negative equity or they'll want a quick sale or it's been on the market, but they've had very little interest and they're considering other options. Uh, maybe it's just really tired and it's just not it's not appealing uh, to people out there and it just doesn't make any sense. So the trick is to keep it conversational. You know, show empathy for their situation. Explain that you help people in sticky situations to find a solution that works for everybody involved. You know, if a vendor starts... excuse me, if a vendor starts pushing you for a price, now this is super common when you get talking to a vendor um, and you are direct to vendor, if the vendor starts pushing you for a price and asking how much you could offer, you say you'll have to go away and crunch some figures. Now by doing that, that achieves two things for you. One, it buys you time to carry out further due diligence, maybe even discuss with some investors that, that you know, 
to see if you have anybody interested. And secondly, it gives you time to look at the deal itself on the whole, come up with a plan that would create a win-win scenario for the vendor. You know, my top tip when dealing directly with vendors <clears throat> is be relaxed. You know, I've said it before. You just need to be yourself. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're kind of thinking about every single word that you're kind of saying, you come across as wooden, you come across, you just don't come across in the right way or the right light. So if you can be relaxed and chatty and not too forceful, firing question after question at them, I know you need information, but it, you need to kind of get there through a conversation rather than going through a, a, a you know question after question on some checklist that you've got in front of you maybe. You know, secondly, I would say never give them a price right away. As if you if you do give a figure and then you go away and you crunch the numbers and you have to backtrack, you know, on what you said in terms of, you know, what you were gonna you were willing to offer, you you're gonna really struggle to, to recover that and go anywhere with it. You know, remember with any vendor out there, their burning desire is always going to be to find out how much you're gonna offer. That's all they're interested in. So if you go around to view a property or you speak to them on the phone, that's the only question they want the answer to. They're not interested in anything else. They just want to know how much you can offer. But your focus has got to be on finding their pain points. Ask them what a solution would look like for them. You know, by, by saying that, they may well give you a figure. Um, and that's something that you can kind of put in your pocket and go go away and crunch the numbers with and see if that works. Um and once you have their pain and motivations and kind of understand their situation on the whole, you know, you're, you're in a much better position then to look for the right solution that kind of fits that specific situation. And always, always, with vendors, explain why your offer is where it's at. <clears throat> if it's less than market value, explain why it's less than market value. You know, back it up. You know, make them make them understand why your offer's where it's at. And if they think that you just pluck the figure out of thin air and you know, they're more likely to disagree and either end the conversation or saying, Well, come on, that's not enough, you know, up your offer kind of thing. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you need to kind of communicate that with the vendor. You know, be transparent, say, Look, this just doesn't work in the current market. Look, you know, I'm I'm looking at trying to find a solution that works for both of us where we can get a sale. You can stick with what you've got and tr- struggle to sell it or we, we can work together. You know, and it's just about having that honest conversation really and, and kind of trying to get your bo- both of you on the same page as it were. So now we'll move on to investors and i'm going to start off by saying with investors it's easy now you might be thinking how is it easy well you know what reasons would a property investor reach out to a property sourcer simple answer they don't have the time or they don't have the knowledge or there's a mixture of both you know regards knowledge let me share an example so imagine they want to invest in liverpool or newcastle but they're based in London or even Hong Kong. You know, they'll want to utilize somebody local who knows that area inside out. They want a local expert who understands all the pros and cons of that local local market and the opportunities within it. 
you know, most investors usually fall into this bracket. They want to invest, but they don't have the time to do it themselves from end to end because it, you know it can take time. It's it's not a simple uh, process to go through. So, how do you talk to prospective investors now? I know some people get tongue-tied, they get scared of saying the wrong thing, like I was saying at the top of the podcast, but let's go back to the three simple questions. You know you know the answer to the first one, what is your purpose? Well, ideally, you want to sign the investor up and source some package deals for them, so you get your sourcing fee, pretty straightforward. The second one, what are their main pain points? Let's keep it, keep it simple, as we just said. Most investors have the desire to invest, but the barrier is usually not enough time to do it themselves and uh, knowledge, or they just don't know the area that they're looking to invest in. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and then we come to the last question, you know, what's the solution for the investor? How can you help with those pain points? You know, it's plainly obvious as a sourcer you provide a service specifically to meet their needs. You know, you source potential property investment opportunities. You carry out a level of due diligence. You package them up on a sales brochure and you assist them in finding the right property that meets their needs. You know, you give them a hands-free service. And I always think about it like you're the enabler. The enabler. So I don't even know if that's a word, to be quite honest. But, you know, you enable the agents to sell more and let more properties, the result is they earn more income. You enable the vendors to sell problem properties. The result is they move on with their lives and you get your fee. And you enable investors to invest in property in the UK, hands-free. You know, I often think, you know, being a property sourcer or a deal packager in particular, And working with agents is similar in a way to personal uh, working work, working with investors. Sorry, it's similar in a way to personal shopping. You know, you speak with your client, you understand their needs, and you help them make the right decisions based on all your knowledge and expertise. You know, it, it's always always comes down to the three simple questions, and I keep going back to it. You know, if you understand properly what the purpose is, and what's the point? of speaking to the agent, what's the point of speaking to the vendor? If you understand that and you understand what the what their pain points are, what their issues are, then you're armed with the information to try and provide the solutions, to try and provide the fix. Um, you know, and the conversation you have with the individual is purely driven by their pain and hopefully your solution. Because because of this, you know, you should never feel stuck for words. It's just a process. And if you go through that, that, that three-step process, it's, it, it, it kind of it gives you the answers. The answers are there. If you just have that in your back pocket to think, okay, what do I want from this? Okay, well, I need to have this conversation and find out what the pain points are. And then I need to go away and come up with a solution or apply, it, apply a solution for, for their problem. Um, and see if it can see if that's mutually beneficial, and we can move forward on that. You know, and the the number one tip I can give you is just be you. I've said it before. If you're being super nervous and trying to think about every word that leaves your mouth, you don't come across well. Like I said before, you need to be relaxed. You need to be chatty, open, um, 
and just let it come naturally. Don't worry about it too much. You're just talking to another human being. Don't don't build it up into something that it, that it's not. Um, you know, just be you. Um, you know, and practice makes perfect. It won't feel natural till you find your flow. So my advice is, you know, you have to jump. You have to try and put yourself in these situations and engage with people. You will never, ever, ever drive your business forward if you avoid these fears and stay in your comfort zone and you, you just avoid these things. You're just never going to move forward. So speaking from experience, I've seen people really, really struggle with this. And I've seen others take through it like a duck to water. Like it, it's not even an issue. They don't even think about it. They're, they're, they're just, you know, they're a people person. They go out there and they just they speak. They understand what they've got to say. They understand the purpose. They understand, you know, what, what, what the outcome uh, or the potential outcome is. You know, and they take to it so easy. But actually when you pull it apart and you look at it like that, it's, it's a lot about mindset and confidence you know, I'm naturally more of an introvert myself. You know, I found it really, really tough at first when I started out. You know, but honestly, the more you do it, the easier it feels and, and it just begins to flow. You know, when we're out of lockdown and we can get in a room and, and network again face to face, like the good old days, you know, make, make sure you do attend networking meetings and practice. Use networking meetings to practice. You know, speaking to strangers and try out these three simple questions. You know, who knows? You might just bag a load of investors to work with. What's the worst that can happen? You know, if it all goes wrong, you're never going to see these people again. So don't worry about it. You know, lots of people wonder why their business isn't driving forward or really going anywhere. But when you start looking at what your roadblocks are, you know, many of those roadblocks uh, or bottlenecks in your business, will, it will come down to you. It will come down to you not doing something um, and taking the necessary action. But the good news is, if you change those behaviours, you recognise what the issue is, you know, you can massively change the outcomes that you're getting. You know, if you keep on doing what, you, what you're doing, then nothing's going to change, ultimately. Um, you know, think about your property business this way. Why would you put a ceiling on what you can and can't do. You know, if you believe you're rubbish at something and you avoid it and that hampers your business and stops you moving forward, you really, really need to address that issue. You can't go around, you can't avoid it, you can't go around it, you can't skirt the issue. To move forward, you've, you've, got, to, you've got to go through that. You've got to sort it out. You know, it could be that you're stopping yourself from moving forward due to a completely irrational fears. We go back to the fear thing completely irrational you know and I, I would say don't let you get in the way of your business growing you know commit to working on your flaws the chinks in your armor you know recognize if there's an issue and try and work on on getting around it getting better and, and kind of getting through it and on that note I'm going to leave it there so I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you got a lot from it I you know, if, if you want to send me an email uh, on your thoughts about this episode or the podcast in general, or you've got a property question or maybe some ideas for future episodes that we can kind of cover, then send me an email on support at psmproperty.co.uk. That's support 
at psnproperty.co.uk. So I'll be back next week with a new show for you. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please, 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 please do pass it on. Share it with others, you know, uh, because I'd like to help as many people as possible and and just kind of get the message out there. That's all for this one. Until next time, stay safe and take it easy.